Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, May 27th, 2022. Today on the Ether, retrograde, retro migration with Juno. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. It's uh, Grover here, just piloting the retrograde account. I'm here for, with Kevin from Juno. And um, maybe I'll just start here with an intro on uh, retrograde for those who aren't familiar. Uh, so, and, and what we're doing here, really. So, uh, retrograde was the leading convex protocol built on top of Astroport, which was formerly the largest DEX on Terra. Uh, we just completed our launch and raised uh, over $50 million in staked Astroport tokens when UST completely imploded and the wheels fell off Terra. Uh, I won't go into that too much. I think we've probably covered it a few times. Um, so, so really, um, we, you know, we, we look at our, our model here and we just have to say very plainly that the building a convex protocol on Astroport no longer makes sense. Um, UST was the main sort of value proposition of Astroport. Um, so that was a DEX really is a, a leverage bet on UST succeeding and Retro was a leverage bet on Astroport. So um, it no longer sort of follows through that, that we should continue to, to build that product. So we want to come from a neutral perspective uh, and build a, a product, whether that's in DeFi or not, that has genuine utility products market fit uh, and is sustainable even in sort of quiet market conditions so just taking some of the, the good stuff from Vital vitalik's post the other day i think it was yesterday actually sort of um you know, how ust unwound in, in quite an unsustainable fashion um so you know we're quite fortunate to have runway and, and us dollars and a strong team of devs that we can really you know um, um deliver something here and build a, a DeFi primitive uh, on a chain uh, of, of, our, of our choosing to to a certain extent um so we're exploring all these opportunities um and we're getting feedback from our community and our partners so um, we've been meeting lots and lots of great teams recently that we wouldn't otherwise which is a bit of a silver lining um juno is a chain and a team that we've heard a lot of great things about uh, and we're considering quite strongly so um yeah one of, i guess the, the segue here one of the strongest and most enjoyable elements of terra was the community engagement which you guys have in spades so that leads us on to um, what is the philosophy of Juno and, and how did it start? Kevin, take it away. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thank you so much for kind of the, the background as well on, on uh, your history. And, um, you know, we, we've also really enjoyed talking with, with all the developer teams and kind of learning about the Terra protocols. I'm sure um, many of the people listening and, and yourselves have experienced this, but, um, you know, for, for some reason, there was just always kind of this disconnect between Terra and, and many of the other Cosmos chains. There was, you know, sort of siloing that was uh, in place. And um, it's been really exciting for me to see that barrier break down and to see all these protocols now embracing IBC and, and Cosmos and the various chains um, and, and really taking advantage of, you know, the, the opportunity now to have full IBC and, and things like 
the latest Cosmosm for smart contracts and some things that developers really wanted on Terra but just didn't have access to. Um, so I'm I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, and, and Juno, uh, as far as a network, is kind of one of the first networks. I think it's really the, the first network to have uh, originated as kind of a community-driven initiative to create permissionless designated interoperable smart contracts. And, um, you know, they've been a big pioneer in Cosmosm development and adoption. You know, the whole goal has just been to eliminate kind of very common smart contract layer one bottlenecks, you know, things like issues with poor scalability, non-interoperability, high fees, concentrated governance control. Like these are all things that have plagued a lot of systems. Um, so, you know, at the very inception, Juno is quite unique in that about half of the Genesis supply, I think the exact number is like 47%, went to atom stakers on a one-to-one basis. So if you owned one atom, you got one Juno. Um, and the remaining tokens uh, were put into things like a community fund and a developer fund. So you had this huge supply that went towards future development, aside from the amounts that were dropped to stakers to create the community initiative. And the core team kept only, I think, 2.5% of that Genesis allocation, which is vested over 12 years, which is pretty wild. Um, so that's sort of the, the, the you know, origin point of, of Juno is to create an environment that's really beneficial uh, to all of these protocols to develop quickly and in a way where they have a lot of freedom. You know, um, we have the most active governance in, in crypto, which is a lot of fun and, and very interesting. Um, I'm sure we'll get questions on that as well. Um, but it is truly a community owned and run chain, you know, and, and it is decentralized in the fact that it is led by the community. Um, you know, and we, we run a validator on Juno, uh, Oni validator. And as an example of that, we proposed this fund, um, from that community Genesis allocation. So this Terra developer fund, um, was passed through governance, about 85% of the network voted on it. 97% of people voted yes. And so we were able to release funds from that community pool into a Terra developer fund, which is managed by a multi-sig of various core team members, validators, and uh, de developers that are not a part of the core Juno team that are building their own tools and, and projects on Juno. So um, it's a very exciting development. It's a very exciting space. It's a lot of fun. And, and similar to Terra, there's a very, very strong community that is quite passionate about the future of the projects that they're involved with. And, uh, you know, when they see a project that's considering the network and they like it, they tend to uh, very actively pursue bringing them into the network. So um, that's been really cool to see. I've seen a lot of Juno guys kind of coming into the chats and talking to retrograde people. And um, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. We, yeah, we've seen we've seen a lot of. Uh, what do you call your community? Like, because uh, we had lunatics, a Luna. What is there a Juno, Junonians? Like, what what do you call the yeah. the people? Yeah. yeah, gosh, I gotta say, lunatics is really good. That's such a shame. Um, I, I think the closest thing I've seen is Juno juggernauts. Juno uh, juggernauts. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it evolves over time, but yeah, juggernauts cool. We can get the hashtag moving, but I, I mean, we need some support on that. I think um, just uh, <laughs> um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's that's, a, that's like, thanks for your answer there. I think that's it's really interesting. Yeah. Sort of um, two things sort of stand out is is yes, yeah, Terra was fully siloed, despite being part of of Cosmos. Um, 
you know, IBC wasn't really in play. It wasn't really encouraged or incentivized. Uh, and I think that may well have just been just to suit. Well, there's a huge TVL on Terra, you know, so there's a bit of politics there. And, and on the politics side as well, it's quite stark difference, sort of a community backed and, and founded chain versus uh, Terra, where, where um, sort of support from large funds and institutions was touted as sort of quite a big and important part of the, of the chain. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, drastically different in some ways, but I guess now looking at sort of Terra 2 and Juno, they're quite similar in a few ways. And I think we've mentioned they're very similar in a few ways too, actually, but, um, um, you know, as a sort of a general smart contract platform on Cosmos, I guess. Um, so that sort of leads on to the next question, which is what role does Juno play in that, in the wider Cosmos ecosystem? Uh, Yeah, that's a great Great question. Um, you know, as far as the role that Juno plays in, in sort of the broader cosmos, um, you know, it has a really unique position uh, in that, I, and this is my opinion, I, I'm not speaking for the entire community here, so I just want to be clear, this is kind of my, the way that I view Juno as a network, um, as a validator and, and as a user and somebody who enjoys kind of playing around with all the different tools and um you know, I, I see Juno as really an entry point and it's touch point for, for new users and developers that want to build out their protocols. So, um, you know, the, the entire purpose of Juno has been to allow a permissionless framework where a developer can come in. They don't need approval. They don't need to have anything other than a great idea and a team that can actually put together something. And there's a community there to help build out that project. So, any project in order to do well and to find new things and new use cases needs to have, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better phrase, they need to have their beta testers. They need to have the early adopters who can dive into that protocol and like find all the flaws and work things out. And a permissionless environment for Cosmosm is really, really important for that because it allows rapid development. You know, the closest corollary that I can think of is, you know, probably, SpaceX and the fact that they, you know, develop very quickly because they're blowing up rockets and they're figuring things out and they're moving fast. And many networks don't allow that, right? They, they, they don't have that permissionless structure and they don't have, and if they do, they don't have that community basis there to actually take advantage of it. So um, for me, it's, it's a, it's a place where people can spin up ideas very, very rapidly. They can get enormous community support and, and, and help with funding, which is, obviously crucial in the early days um, and create a huge value for the network while these things are figured out. Many will stay on Juno and they'll build out there and, and kind of establish their communities there. And some will in the future spin up their own chains and become their own IBC chain in and of themselves. Um, so that's, that's really what it is, is it's a, it, it's almost serves the role of um, being a, a protocol incubator as a, a sort of longer term path and people build out the entire systems and really figure things out. Um, and it's also an early touch point for people who are coming into IBC. You know, we've recently brought on uh, Cato Money as a on-ramp uh, so that people can very easily bring USDC into the system. Uh, Cato was on Terra before. So really simply, um, you know, in, in one transaction, they're into Juno. They, they've got USDC and they can interact with protocols there and buy Juno or other tokens uh, in IBC and, and start using these tools. And we've also brought in Leap Wallet uh, to integrate with Cato um, so that there's a really smooth and seamless wallet uh, 
experience for people coming into Juno. And we've also got Loop Protocol, which has just announced that they're bringing their entire product suite over to Juno as well. So there's a massive suite of tools where people can get experience with things like NFT marketplaces and NFT projects and DEXs and uh, social impact initiatives and, and many, many other things. So uh, for me, it's kind of a, a, a Cosmos Genesis point. It's a, it's a very safe place for people to start both on the developer side and the user side and uh, really create quickly and iterate fast. That's my viewpoint. That's my opinion of it. And that's kind of what I see the future development sort of leaning towards in the community direction. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, I, I think yeah, that sounds like some of these new projects that are joining Juno sound like pretty pretty um, big wins. I mean, like uh, Kada, I, I guess looking back at Terra and uh, a lot of the focus was on this outward looking um, protocols and trying to get real world engagement using UST. Um, but then that sort of I guess served as some sort of an on ramp into Cosmos. So. So getting getting on ramps to Juno sounds like a yeah a really good uh, really good move there. Um, so I, I guess a little bit of a practical question. So when it comes to sort of permissionless chain and and you've got lots of projects and some will be really really successful. Um, for example, if you had like an NFT marketplace, and uh, you know where I'm going with this. Um, so what um, uh, what sort of the, the process there? So say if that's pulling in a huge amount of, of traffic, a huge amount of transactions. You know what, and and perhaps it's it's deemed the best thing is that they would want to spin up their own chain. I guess that all goes through governance. Like, um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say kick them out, but like, is there a point where where the community says, ah, yeah, th th this project really ought to have its own chain? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, we we haven't run into that yet um, in in terms of outgrowing of it. I mean, it's a pretty robust chain, so it can handle quite a bit of traffic. Um, and, you know, we've also just from an infrastructure perspective, uh, we've been chatting with many of the uh, kind of Terra infrastructure uh, providers to, to make sure that, you know, we have kind of, you know, to get boring and technical, like the indexing stuff is all very well uh, integrated and set up and the foundation is there for these larger NFT platforms. So, um, you know, I think it would take some time for for a protocol to reach that point of like, let's spin off our own chain. but. Um, because it is permissionless on the developer side, there, there's really, um, there, there's nothing to stop that uh, process. <laughs> like if, if somebody wants to spin up their own chain, I, that's kind of the broader IBC yeah. ethos. It's like, that's, that's, a, that's a great thing. And I think that that ultimately brings more value to Juno users because it's a, it's a feedback loop, right? A protocol starts to chain up, they get to interact with Juno as an IBC network. So it, it's sort of like, Juno stands to benefit from the broader expansion of IBC um, and, and feeding into that. So um, I don't see an issue where, uh, you know, it could theoretically could be the case because it's, it's governance, but um, I don't see any scenario where the community would, would want to, uh, you know, kick someone out before they're ready or something like that, just because they're, they're quite uh, closely uh, aligned with the projects that they choose to use. So, um, but yeah, that, that, that's a that's as far as yeah. I know. We haven't run into that issue just yet. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, getting ahead of ourselves. Getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so I, I guess uh, one of the things we talked about in a, in a Juno chat somewhere was the the, the prospect of interchain accounts um, and sort of them coming coming into Cosmos and and changing the landscape a fair bit. So I mean, would it be the case like you know if a chain if a, a project spins up their own chain? Um, interchain accounts that module is, exists on both chains like Juno and that 
and that project. Um, so, you know, is that, is, that a, is that a world where Juno users can use, uh, can, can sort of interact with that chain without actually having to leave their Juno user interface, if that makes sense? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a great point. And I, I uh, you know, I, I wish I actually had Jack Zamplin in here, who's doing quite a bit of work on, on sort of the, the future IBC stuff on interchain accounts and, and what have you, but that is sort of the goal, right? Like somebody doesn't need to leave their network to interact with these other protocols. And that's sort of the goal of interchain accounts is to create this cross compatibility at an even greater level from an account level. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think that, I don't know, you'd have to be pretty silly not to have interchain account modules built into your chain once that's available. I mean, that's such a, such a huge benefit and advantage to every single user in, in IBC. So I, I, you know, my, uh, the way I imagine things going into the future is, is very much that, you know, that interoperability is as frictionless as possible. And that it is, uh, you know, from a user perspective, it, you know, the closer to invisible and frictionless that the interchain aspects of these chains integrating with one another, the better. So I definitely imagine that's, probably coming sooner than most people expect yeah no yeah we're, we're really bullish on on the whole uh, prospect of sort of i guess it's not quite chain agnostic agnosticism but it sort of makes everything into one big happy family right <laughs> rather than some of the right. siloed uh, <laughs> situations we had um up until recently so that i mean that's that's really interesting to us um just how it's going to change the landscape of cosmos a bit um yeah it's a strength in diversity right like so being yeah. able to you know, we've seen now what's happened when one puts all their eggs in a single basket. And, um, you know, though every every project and protocol, they, they need their own home, even if they're building that home on their own chain, um, which I think is great. Um, you know, everyone needs to have a home base. And as much as you can diversify your um, functionality across the multi-chain environment, the, the better, because it, it, give, it protects your users. Um, it protects the experience and it, it ultimately makes it so that there's fewer points of failure or for any protocol or chain. So I think, I think it's very exciting development. Yeah, no, definitely that, that and also the interchange security stuff we, we won't, we won't get into now, but I guess that, that also just, it's just such a huge development. And, uh, I think, huge. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, b bullish. I think that's the word. Um, so just uh, focusing back on retrograde for a second. So we're, we're very strongly considering um, becoming a money market. So the, the business of lending and borrowing, um, which is a, a reasonably large pivot from our convex protocol um, um, beforehand. But as I said before, you know, uh, the, team, the team are up to it. Um, so just looking at sort of the ecosystem on Juno right now, it seems quite nascent. You know, there's, there's space to build something like this. Um, so I, I simply put, uh, why is Juno the right place to launch a money market? That's a it's a great question, and and probably the best answer is because it doesn't have one uh, that that can do borrowing and lending at this moment. So, um, you know, the, there's a lot of space for first adopters right now in Juno, and and I think everyone can see there's there's a lot of movement towards that, and um, you know, I, though. We do validate Juno. We validate a number of other chains as well, and and um, you know we we kind of consider Juno to be to be our home. But I I, I do strongly believe in in this multi chain view, and uh, I think it's important for every project to really look at at 
what home base makes the most sense for them. Um, you know, though I think Juno is, is great in many cases uh, for, for most of these protocols. It's also like there's going to be certain protocols that come over that have uh, privacy aspects to them that make secret a really great choice, you know, and, and uh, Osmosis has amazing developers and, and has done some, some incredible stuff and, and brought a lot of value to the Cosmos. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see all of these protocols um, create on there. You know, the, the biggest driving factor that I see that, that makes Juno an advantage is um, that it, it it's, has a huge attraction in that it has the latest kind of cutting edge you know, updates on Cosmosm, which is, which is great. Um, there's a lot of space for development on that. And, and it's, it's a huge factor for people who are very familiar with those smart contracts from being on Terra. So um, that's sort of the first thing, having a permissionless uh, integration with Cosmosm is a big deal. Uh, but there's just a number of other protocols and partners coming over from Terra that kind of makes me think that the DeFi space is, is, really evolving there um but there's sort of a couple of keystones that are still in the works and and a lot of uh sort of partnerships that are that are forming so you know my initial thought on it is just that juno needs a borrowing and lending uh service and, and may need several um so i think that it's just an opportunity right so for any protocol that's looking at a new chain you kind of have to look at like what are the opportunities there and the first adopter advantage um and there's quite a few first adopter advantages in juno right now you know the infrastructure is there the community is there and a lot of times those are the two hardest things right from there you've got a protocol or you've got an idea it's just getting it made to uh, then become available to those things so i would say uh you know opportunity is is a good thing. The fact that there's not a ton of uh, borrowing and lending protocols on there right now is, is probably uh, a sign that there's some opportunity. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Yeah, just looking at out of the wider wider crypto space, a lot of my devs or our devs don't want to learn Solidity, right? You know, they'd rather <laughs> they know they know Cosmosm, they know uh, they know what they know, um, and this is very frictionless, I suppose. Um, one thing that really struck me with Juno is the amount of tooling that exists. Uh, I guess it's almost like the other way around, like on Terra, we didn't have any decent multi-sigs for a very long time. And, um, you know, we were protocol heavy, tooling light. And I think it's almost like the other way around on Juno right now, where you just have an insane amount of really useful um, features, which are kind of ready for people to, to build on top of. Um, and, and a lot of DAOs, I think, already have popped up. I mean, I'm just getting my head into this, but there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Huge community, um, despite sort of the market conditions as well, which is, you know, something we're all sort of aware of at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, we actually have a couple of the DAO DAO uh, developers here in the chat. I see Callum in here. Um, so they're very excited about that. There's a ton of stuff. Like even the Terra Developer Fund, which we have, is hosted on a multi-sig on DAO DAO. You know, in every proposal that we put through, we we put the entire proposal into a vote. All of the members vote publicly so that everyone can see that and there's transparency. Uh, we host the proposal and the funding specifics uh, for, for anyone that wants to see them so that people can really know as a community what they're paying for. And I think that, you know, we're, we're about to see a huge expansion on the DAO front, which is very exciting. Some really unique uh, in, implementations of that. So there's, you're right. There is very, it's tooling heavy. Um, you know, and there's been a big foundation put there for builders because 
there's a very kind of passionate and talented developer team within Juno and, and they want to see cool things be built. They want to help with that. Um, so we've been very fortunate to, it's almost by, by chance that just everything's sort of been placed there for builders. And um, now we've got many of them coming into the space, which is cool. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I guess like who, who's ported over from Terra so far? I saw Loop. You saw uh, Cardo, Carter. Um, have I missed anybody? There's a, there's a few in the discussion that you've already <laughs> announced yet. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. There's you better help now. <laughs> my own AMA. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, so what I can share is that um, as of right now, we have um, Fan Fury was one of the first to come over, which is kind of sports betting and, and stuff. They they jumped right in, uh, which was cool to see. Uh, obviously, uh, we we had Cato. Um, and, and that's been a huge partner providing their on-ramp and off-ramp. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, yesterday, we had a huge announcement from Loop that they're making the full move to Juno, which is really, really cool. They're building out their entire product suite over on Juno. Um, I don't know if I already said it, Leap Wallet. Um, yeah, Leap Wallet, which integrates with uh, Loop and Cato in Wallet. And, and we'll have uh, NFTs listed in Wallet as well as uh, in Wallet. Um, swaps and uh in wallet uh, on ramp with with Tato. so kind of having an entire user experience in a super wallet which is really exciting and, and juno swap as well they'll be integrating with which is our uh kind of amn um and uh those are the ones that have announced we, we've also got um the subquery guys providing infrastructure um they've done they've worked with a lot of projects on on terra and, and many other chains or infrastructure specialists and provide indexing and, and various other services. So they're coming in and then uh, we are talking to many, many others. Um, so I think probably over the coming week, we'll be having just sort of a litany of announcements. Um, I think now as we've gotten closer and closer to uh, this thing, which is Terra V2, um, a lot of protocols have started to make their decisions to move into a new space now that this is kind of started to uh, uh, materialize and, and I think people are kind of seeing what that is and uh, don't want to really experience it again, which I totally get. So we, we, we've got a lot of um, interest in, in making moves sooner than later. So uh, yeah, I think, you know, we'll be able to announce more very soon, but um, th those are the immediate ones that we've, we've brought on early on and are kind of early adopters. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. Um, good good showing of projects and, and like you said i think once uh once terror 2 launches i think it's tomorrow um i guess you know it'll become clearer and clearer for projects if, if they're sort of on the fence or waiting uh waiting to see what happens um you know we'll see a few more people make decisions such as retrograde but retrograde perhaps it might take us a bit longer we'll see we'll see um so um, perhaps we'll just open up to questions if anybody's got a question for retrograde um or, or for uh or for Kevin over here on Juno, um, please put your hand up and feel free to step up. Um, otherwise, I will ask a question for the room because a lot of guys here, uh, I think Terra Station actually doesn't work anymore um, <laughs> at this moment in time on Terra Classic. Uh, probably thinking, ah, what wallets do I need? You know, what's what's sort of the user interface here for using Juno? Um, so maybe just a very a generic question here: what what wallets do we need to download? And uh, what's your favorite what's your favorite way to use Juno right now? Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to answer that. And we have actually a CryptoCito in the chat if you want to invite him up to speak. I think he uh, just finished his other 
space and, and he hopped in here. I'd love to have him up as well. Um, so just to answer that in terms of wallet, you know, the most common wallets used uh, in, in Cosmos are uh, Kepler and Cosmos Station. Um, and, and very soon we'll have Leap in the mix, which is very exciting. So I would say probably market share is, is Kepler at the moment, um, which is, is sort of the most active uh, integration with, with all the Cosmos chains. Um, you know, for, for people who are very familiar with their Terra wallet offerings, um, you know, and, and again, to kind of bring it back to tooling, um, one of the core devs for Juno is, is currently working on a uh, airdrop tool for Terra protocols that are coming over and have their own tokens so that people can link up their Terra Station wallet, for example, and their Kepler wallet. And there can be a very seamless airdrop process for uh, token migrations and things like that. So uh, we're putting the tooling there to make that a a really frictionless and easy process for people who are coming over, because that's obviously a very important part of projects that are coming over with existing tokens that need to kind of maybe rework those tokenomics if they got wrecked during the process uh of the depegging so that is a uh a, a huge uh factor that we're trying to solve uh, very very quickly so i think in the next week or so we'll, we'll start to see that airdrop tool coming through and uh protocols coming over will be able to take advantage of that to drop to their existing users and um you know i, I know uh, our lovely crypto CEO has many videos on utilizing wallets and people who are kind of just starting out and, and many advanced users as well, but he's covered quite a few of those things on his YouTube channel. So um, did I get that? Did I get that right? Hello. Hello. Is my, can you hear me? Is my sound good? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Today I'm getting wrecked by, I'm getting rock pulled by Twitter spaces today. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, this is cool. I mean, Kevin, first of all, you're doing amazing stuff like the work that you put in also into setting up the Terra Dev Fund and acting so quickly. I think um, this was just amazing. And you see what's, what's already coming out of this. It's just great for not just Juno, but the broader Cosmos ecosystem. Because that's really the spirit that I love about Cosmos is just to have this collaborative effort between um, several you know, chains and teams within the ecosystem, even though sometimes it gets a little bit, you know, uh, <laughs> a little bit dramatic. And Cosmos is known for their uh, high DPS drama per second, but that's all fine. I think that's, that's a side effect that we have to um, live with, and we can also be part of it. So just to see how active the community is is, is amazing. And yeah, on, on point about Kepler, I mean, I was also a, a frequent user of the Terra Station in the earlier days. Um, but just if you compare it with the UX and UI of, of Kepler, I think um, wh- when when Kepler had really you know more depths to also integrate with Osmosis and then JunoSwap and like all these things came up. Just this user experience and this user flow is just like that's probably. I think it's the, by far the best wallet in in whole crypto. Um, also, because you have this functionality that you you can just do IBC transfers in and out. It was always a, a thing that I was missing at, at Terra Station, but uh, Kepler had that um, natively in the early days and currently connects forty eight fifty chains to IBC. So. Yeah, I, I I love it, and love also to see that uh, co co effort and and also how do you say that like this cooperation between projects, but still in a in a competitive kind of like angle um, at some points, which eventually is what drives innovation, right? So yeah, I'm super pumped about everything that's coming, and also congrats for 
retrograde to migrate over to June and also to take over the, you know, take that decision so, so quickly. That's awesome. Well, just, just a quick clarification. We're strongly considering Juno. We like Juno. <laughs> but oh, I, thought it's, I, I thought it's already out. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, yeah. Now it is. Yeah. Now it is. Listen, I keep, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's keep a lid on this, okay? No, it's, it's, it's not. It's not. That's, uh, re- revealing that. alpha that hasn't even occurred. He's whatever yeah, comes he... before alpha. There's there's its own special crypto Cito Alpha Cito. I was about there's... to make a video about it already. Right yeah. now, yeah. If you've seen the movie Minority Report, I'm imagining you're sort of lying in a paddling pool, looking into the future, and you can pull alpha from the future at this, at this moment in time. Um, no, that's um, <laughs> that's that's yet to be uh, agreed. Uh, but no, um, Kepler. Yeah, that's uh, it. Seems to be the go-to. Um, I'm really pleased that there's a way to. Um, uh, link up Terra station addresses because that's that's a piece of admin that needs to be done for pretty much every project and and uh, and us, us as well. You know, there's there's. Uh, I'm surprised nobody's come up to ask the question actually. Like, where's <laughs> when am I going to get uh, my tokens on the next chain or wherever? Um, so that's that's useful. Um, great. Uh, I think we don't have too many more questions, which is fine. Um, so. Yeah, um, I think looking at, so we've got Leap Wallet, we've got Kepler, we've got a few other ways to interact, um, a few points of failure, I guess, to, to, to get around, which is great. Um, I guess the, I mean, all, all the performance of the chain is it's just as per any other Cosmos chain to an extent, you know, uh, comparable with Terror and comparable with, um, um, I, I guess, yeah, any, any of the similar chains or Cosmos. So. Um, that's that's not too much of a question for us. Uh, we've talked about what apps exist already and, and uh, perhaps a few that are coming on the way. Um, so that pretty much covers all my questions. Ah, Callum. Callum is asking something. Speaker. So yeah, um, I'm just rambling. So Callum, please take it away. Yeah, so we, we've kind of touched on this already, but yeah, I'm from the Juno side. Uh, hey, but yeah, I just wanted to ask sort of what, what drew you to Juno and why? sort of what is what are the main factors for Juno and how what does it have that other the other options that what does it have that other options may not sort of yeah just to give you an idea as to why we're in this conversation in a way yeah yeah um it is a good question so uh, at this moment in time or, or rather maybe rewind a, a couple of weeks so we've got this one fundamental decision which is do we want to look at a new chain on Cosmos, I mean, actually, the first decision: do we, do we want to stay on Cosmos? Um, we think, you know, it's been suitably battle tested. The devs are proficient in, in the language, so it makes complete sense to stay here. So, next question is: Do we want to look at a new chain, or do we want to look at an existing one? Um, you know, there's pros and cons to both. Uh, for example, if you looked at a DeFi-specific uh, sort of a new chain that that's being built, like uh, for example, the Kujira chain, or or say. Um, well, there's a few others that are coming on the way, uh, which have very specific sort of uh, permissioned DeFi-only um, environments. It's okay. Well, you know, that's that might be the way to go uh, in the long, long term, which I think is, is what we're getting towards the interchain accounts. Um, but of course, there's a big risk there. You've got you've got to vet absolutely everything. You need to understand uh, how the chain's running. You need to know the team. Um, but then you look across and you say, okay, so the, then you've got the existing chains on Cosmos. Uh, I'm being quite objective here, so <laughs> but uh, it's it's like 
you know, secret has the privacy functionality and it makes a few concessions to, to achieve that. It's like, do we, is that necessary for what we're trying to build? No, probably not. Um, so we, we sort of eliminated that option. Um, Juno already has this huge, huge community. And, and, and frankly, you know, that's one of the funnest parts of Terra was, was engaging with an active and, and very engaged community. Um, lots of big Twitter spaces, lots of governance votes. And, and, you know, governance is something that the team was was very active in, um, looking at Anchor Protocol, looking at uh, Astroport, yeah, just thinking about, you know, making these proposals, having having serious discussions about the future of these these sort of key key um, key protocols on Terra. So, I mean, this is something I'd be really excited about personally. Looking at, at Juno because you're you're not trying to bootstrap something from scratch here. Um, you know, you know, there's a there's a there's decent support. There's there's an active discussion happening. So it's something you can get stuck into right away. And you know, that's uh, <laughs> you know, just looking at this quite bleak market scenario. I'd much rather be doing it within a active community than a very uh, cold calculated test net. I, did, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. The, <laughs> that's one thing community can pull through, I, and we definitely see that all the time in this space. I think that also answers the question: uh, which chain you want to migrate on? Because as of my as of my understanding, Juno holds the world record in governance participation. Um, Prop 16 had, what, 98% or something of token holders participating or stakers, which is absolutely crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's what I love most about Juno is just the activity of the community, uh, the commitment, and uh, just this <clears throat> very, very community-driven approach. Um, and in, Cosmos, like in the Cosmos sort of IBC economy, you have a lot of chains that have this focus and have this methodology. So, but yeah, Juno's killing it. <laughs> and we have sure. DAO now. Uh, so yeah, governance. If you if you need a multi-sig or a DAO, hey, you don't have to code that. Awesome. Meta DAO stuff. Is this, uh, I, I was just reading, so uh, with, with Juno Swap, you've got the raw token and then there's DAO DAO is, is, is uh, there's some sort of governance platform built on top which is how governance on Juno swap happens. Is that correct? Yes. So yeah, the, the raw, the raw token is the governance token for Juno swap and the DAO. So all the voting stuff is built by DAO DAO. We threw that together in two weeks because the raw guys decided to crunch us, but yeah, that was, that was a fun experience, but yeah, that's how that works. Great. I think the thing is also for Juno, there's a lot of like lessons learned from osmosis. Um, so I had, had a lot of, you know, early stage innovation in, in the DeFi and, and Dex and AMM space in Cosmos. And I think JunoSwap is just, you know, applying some of the lessons learned there and um, having a separate governance token for the platform to decide on which pools to get incentivized and have another uh, additional incentive token. Um, all these kind of like game theoretic stuff. I think it's very cool in Juno. Um, but yeah, there's so much coming. I mean, I, I listened to... Jake's presentation and Gateway last week, um, and he was just talking about DAOs, which is just one one side of Juno. But what's just coming there is really really amazing with sub DAOs and um, yeah, just the activity of the community. I think there's already two and a half thousand, three thousand DAOs um, created by the community. So yeah, this is really really cool. What's what's happening overall? 
Yeah, one thing which we talked about a little bit in the team is just sort of the future of DAOs and sort of how to make them more effective and efficient. I mean, it's just very different to a lending protocol, right? But it's definitely something that we're interested in sort of evolving sort of beyond, you know, a, a Discord server and, and our current vote is going on in, in a Discord server. So I'm being completely uh, hypocritical here, but, you know, um, moving away from emoji votes and, and uh, sort of, I guess, just corp corporations taking onto discords and turning it into something actually genuinely aut autonomous. Um, and, and that's, that's, I think just looking at what exists today, that sort of the, the front run, the front running tooling and, and, and projects are around, uh, well, a lot of it is around DAOs. So I feel like that might be something that blossoms on Juno um, that we could, that we could get stuck into. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's it's a huge uh, it's a huge benefit to projects that want to take an active role with their communities and in, in governance and the future of their protocol. So, um, you know, we're we're obviously very excited about the the DAO functionality and and you know that's a that's a huge thing for the space and it's been developed by some some absolute geniuses. Um, you know, Callum, I'll even throw you under the bus and saying you're one of those. So, um, thank you for your hard work on that and and you know we're. We're very excited about it. I think it's it's a use case for for validators, for projects, for community efforts, for social impact. There's there's a ton of use cases for DAOs, and I think we're only just starting to see that making the process of forming them and using them easy and secure is is really important. Awesome. I think whatever happens with retrograde, I'm going to end up buying some Juno here. Not financial advice, <laughs> not that financial advice. Um, <laughs> I'm finding my way over and uh, getting stuck in. Um, so I, I guess, um, I've asked everything I want to ask. Um, if there's no more questions from the audience, uh, then I, if, I don't know if Kevin, if you have any sort of closing thoughts here to, uh, to wrap up the space. Yeah, well, I just wanted to thank you for doing this. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've been in the retrograde discord and I see, um, some very passionate discourse about the, the future of, of retrograde and, and, um, you know, personally, I'm, I'm actually very excited about that. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's. It's cool. You can see when a when a protocol and a project really cares about the future of their function, um, when they're not just saying who's going to give us the largest grant, but they're really looking at like the key components of the chains that they're going to call a home um, and, and what's best for their users. It's something I've seen that you guys take very seriously. So I think that that's really exciting. I think engaging with your community um, in, to make that decision is super, super important. So um, you know, regardless of where retrograde ends up, we're, we're very excited for, for your future as a protocol. I think you guys are going to bring a ton of value to the cosmos. And, um, you know, if that does end up being on Juno, of course, you'll, you'll have our support. We'd be very, very happy to have you. And, um, you know, it'd be cool to have the communities meet and chat, and I'm sure they will over the coming weeks as well. But um, ultimately, we're very, very excited to, to have our Terra builders coming into the cosmos and building beautiful things. And I think that's going to be a huge benefit to everybody. So thank you guys for taking the time to do this and um, uh, shout out to everybody who's in here and, and supporting this and, and helping uh, retrograde to figure all of this out and all the many validators that are in here. I see Stakesito and golden ratio, and I see some guys from loop and, and many others. So um, thank you everybody for coming today and, and being a part of this. And we're very, very excited about the future. Awesome. No, thanks. Thanks for the vote of confidence. That's, um, that's really kind. And, uh, yeah, we uh, we want to get to know the teams. We want to get to know the chains before we commit, you know, to to real meaningful work and uh, you know building through the bear. I, I don't want to say that, but it kind of is. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it's it's really great to see the turnout here as well, and 
hopefully we'll be able to um, have some more informed discussions uh, around where we head next and, and where's the best place to land a spaceship. So um, without further ado, yeah, thanks very much, everybody, for coming along. Uh, if you want to get stuck in, then, then feel free to join the Discord, which is linked in our bio on the, on the main on our uh, Twitter page. And um, yeah, maybe see you down there. And uh, thanks for everybody not asking any questions about uh, retrograde airdrops on Terra 2, etc. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Retrograde Retro Migration with Kevin Garrison and Grover, recorded on Friday, May 27th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep on listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue. When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London, the rules are confusing, so let loose the juices and try not to act like they tightened up the noose. These fools are abused like a problem stepchild, ruling the coop with some modest exile. I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles, a comfy padded room where I'm walking my best smiles. So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving them up with the platter of bait behind the curtain. Up with the curse, it's absurd to swerve it, letting these nerds know the weight was worth it. I'll perk it up while I serve with some bullshit. This ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans. Opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth. It's getting on my nerves, so let's make them feel nervous. Tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It's spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is exhumed from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So lock it down locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy Sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind. You gotta wash the brain and erase the time. Now shut the fuck up while we wait in line. Terror spaces. <laughs>